Welcome to Yes Mother's uh, holiday, what we've been watching. Uh, disclaimer, it's not going to have a lot of holiday films on my end. <laughs> it's going to be like, were, were we supposed to watch holiday movies? <laughs> <laughs> this is not Hallmark holiday movie extravaganza. <laughs> Gross. <No. laughs> we don't watch those. <laughs> we'll just call it the the winter break. <laughs> winter. <laughs> okay, so we're just gonna talk about what we what we've been watching. Yep. And I'm what you've been watching. Oh, and I'm Em. <laughs> <laughs> this is an early morning one, so. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I'm not redoing that. Nope. It's perfect. (laughs) 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 So. All right. Um, We just just griped for a half hour about the state of the world. So if I put it at the end of the podcast, then that's all been done already. (laughs) Yeah. So if you want to hear our views on how much we hate COVID and the orangutan that's in our White House. (laughs) 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 And maybe we'll put that at the end. (laughs) Yes. So, how are (laughs) you? I've like lived a thousand lives in the last three months. When is the last time we recorded? I don't even know. I don't remember. I think it was. It was pre-surgery? Or was it post? Pre. It was like we snuck one in like the week before surgery. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yep. Because we were like, I don't know when we're going to be able to do one because we didn't know how. Right. The recovery was going to go, so yeah. Well, um, yeah, that was fun. We snuck a major surgery in in between COVID and the election. (laughs) Yes, and how is the little Elle's doing? She's good. I mean, she's good. She's not as comfortable at this point as I wanted her to be. Right. Well, I mean, it's a pretty major surgery that she had. (laughs) I know, but she seems like when I pick her up, her back doesn't seem tender anymore. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, I'm sure it is a little bit. And every time I pick her up, her like hips pop. Oh. And I don't know how much that hurts, but. You know, they had to totally realign her pelvis also. And so that's something she's dealing with. But Right. She's a trooper. She is. I just, all night, she just seems uncomfortable. Well, it's only been, it hasn't even been two months, has it? I guess not. No, it hasn't. Okay. You know, I mean... My friend Missy had that exact same surgery. It'll be two years in May. 
And it was like a full year of recovery. She still has little, you know, uncomfortable situations, you know. Yeah. But, I mean, she was also like a 48-year-old, right. not an 11-year-old, you know, so. Right. But, you know, L's will probably recover a lot quicker, but it's, you know. Well, I know it had to, like, totally realign her, like, skeletal system and exactly. muscle structure, so. Right, right. So, yeah. I would say if she's not constantly screaming out in pain, she's she's doing good. <laughs> <laughs> well, that she's not, and... I probably only give her ibuprofen or Tylenol maybe twice a day now. Right. So, well, she's a little champ. And I got to say, seeing pictures of her with her little shoulders aligned, it's, oh, her shoulders are so dang cute. I know. Just seeing them, like, straight (laughs) kills me. (laughs) I just, for, like, I just keep looking at her and calling her her lips. She's just my little fancy lady now because she's like <laughs> so properly straight. She has the best uh best posture posture of all of us. <laughs> she just looks like a dainty little fancy lady. <laughs> oh man. Oh can't wait to see her. She's so cute. So alright, well should we Start with feedback. Yeah. Since we're kind of on a little timeline with Rob's test. Yeah, he's 39 minutes into it. So this is his very last test? Yeah. I mean, he's got his, like, graduation certificate. (laughs) Big surprise, we totally bailed on the drive-by graduation ceremony. (laughs) (laughs) What? <laughs> that doesn't oh. sound like you guys. <laughs> I know. Are you shocked? <laughs> <laughs> so all that's done. And nice. And he's just, this is like the board certification, like the big giant test. Happening right now. I'm so excited. Oh, that's so great. Congratulations. You guys rock. Been quite a road. Yeah. He, oh, I'm so proud of him. He, man, he was dedicated and he had to be or he'd fell out, but. Right. Boy, it was, that took so much dedication. Oh, yeah. I, yeah, I, it's amazing. And just, especially this COVID time where I am not working anymore. The kids were out of school. It was like, we're just like so lazy, I feel like. (laughs) And Rob is just, he gets up early and he studies. Or, you know, he hasn't done clinicals for about a month now. But before, you know, he's getting up four in the morning to do these clinicals, these shifts. And the rest of the house is like, eh. (laughs) What's on Netflix? (laughs) (laughs) He's amazing. He's my hero. <laughs> but he, and so the last month, he's just had to study for this test, and he's got, like, this big system, and he studies for 10, 12 hours a day. He gets up and does it. 
it's just wow at a time where i am just like yeah my life is just like what's going on yeah what's on netflix (laughs) 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 Uh, anyway it's awesome okay who answered i haven't even read any of these yet i usually glance through them Who came in first? I think Cat. Did I see one from Cat? Yeah. Why don't I see it now? I have it open, so that might be. All right, I'm in. Do you want to do Cat, or do you want me to do Cat? Um, you can do Cat. Okay. If you hear some noise in the background, I'm making some coffee. (laughs) Probably a good idea. (laughs) It's 7.42 in the morning. (laughs) (laughs) All right. What cat's been watching winter edition? Two things to share about today. The Electoral College made it official for President-elect Joe Biden, and the first shipment of COVID-19 vaccine was put into people's arms. Yay. Yay. Oh, and Bill Barr resigned after having a meeting with Donald Trump. Oh, no to be a surprise. fly on that wall. <laughs> oh, man. Man, well, man. So funny is that on Facebook, some of my conservative friends were, like, posting these, like, mean, scandalous things Barr did in his past. And I'm like, yeah, welcome to the club. <laughs> we hate him, too. <laughs> but now they're, like, against him because he's against Trump now. Yep. So now they're all like, oh, look what Barr did. <laughs> the, uh, just don't get me started. I know, the hypocrisy just... <laughs> it, it's just mind-blowing. Yep. Anyway, I found that funny. Okay. So there is some good stuff happening, yet the world is still crazy. I'll just be home watching TV for a while yet. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a smattering of what I've been watching the past couple of months. The Crown on Netflix. Season 4 dropped this fall and I resisted it for a while, but when I heard such good things but I, but then I heard such good things so I decided to check it out. But then I realized I never watched season 3. Oh. So I pretty That's much been surprised. <laughs> I know! <laughs> I, re, I re-watched season 3 just for fun before I started 4. Oh. Um, so I pretty much binged seasons 3 and 4 in like 3 weeks. I forgot how good that show was. It really is good TV. Olivia Coleman is always great, and the girl who played Diana was just remarkable. Yeah, she was good. She was great. Yes, this Her, is on my list. Yes, mine too. <laughs> Her mannerisms were spot on, and I about died when I realized it was Jillian Anderson who was playing Margaret Thatcher. Okay. She was unrecognizable. I'm glad I picked this show up again. I did not realize it was Jillian Anderson until after I had watched the whole thing. Shut up. Nope. Wow. I, See, I knew it was her because I had heard it. Like, I hadn't heard it, and I kept, like, thinking I knew the actress, but not <laughs> enough to, like, care and look it up. I was just like, oh, she's just probably one of those British actresses that's in a lot of things I watch, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and then... <laughs> 
And then Jillian Anderson was on like Conan or something and they were talking about it and I was like, wait a second, wait, what? <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> That's how much he just, like Kat said, unrecognizable. Yeah. I had no idea it was her. That is so funny because I just don't have that perspective because I went in knowing it was her and so I could see her in it, but she did. I mean, she was transformed oh had i known it was jillian anderson beforehand i would have only i would have seen jillian anderson you know what i mean yeah i would have but yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean i don't know margaret thatcher that well i mean right did and all of that but right i was all excited for it because it was like you know I I was obsessed with that Pink Floyd album the final cut where Mm -hmm. Roger Waters was just like bashing on her and it's because of that uh, thing that happened in what pissed him off so bad it was uh, what country was that Portugal no it was not Portugal it was in the Argentina Argentina Mm mm-hmm yeah, that whole thing. That's what pissed him off so bad to make him write the final cut. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I know all this stuff. <laughs> Except I totally forgot in the moment what country it was. <laughs> <laughs> I know all this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't need to watch The Crown. Just listen to the final cut. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Wrong. But... <laughs> There's a lot of anger towards Margaret Thatcher in that album. <laughs> uh, yeah. Are we going to talk? I've got the crown on my list, but I don't know if I have much more to say. Yeah, we might as well just get it out now. But, yeah, I thought the girl that played Diana was spot on. Yeah. And the guy that plays Charles is great, too. Just that look he has on his face all the time. <laughs> Oh, I know. Well, I love him. He's, um, I don't know if you ever watched the Corf- the Durrells in Corfu. Nope. It was like a masterpiece theater. That's a good little show. It's on Amazon Prime. He's the oldest brother, and he's so funny. Oh, really? So I've just always liked him. Yeah. The... I saw something else he was in. He was like a priest. What was that? Whatever it is, I didn't put it on my list. I think I just saw it. I have no idea. I no, I thought I think the crown is always good. I I just gotta remember that this is a like a fictionalized you know, version. This isn't I mean, do you know what I mean? Like, some of those fights between Charles and Diana and stuff, I I don't know how real those were or uh, if they were extremely real because they seemed spot on. I think they're pretty real. So that podcast I was talking about, you're wrong about last time we mm-hmm. recorded Mm-hmm. They did a four-part series on Diana. Oh. And they pulled stuff from, like, the biographies and 
anyway, I think I think they're pretty credible about what actually happened, and it was pretty ugly. It was probably worse than you saw. Yeah, uh, yeah. I I'm just wondering about the the aspect of Charles likes to be the one in the spotlight, and she was stealing that away. Yeah, no, that was totally. Is that yes? Yeah, oh, that is pretty accurate as far as I know. Interesting. Like that uh, uptown girl thing. Yeah, uh-huh. he was pissed about that. Um, they went further into it that they that was like a thing that would happen once a year. I don't remember what it was, but they like the year before that, those two did a surprise number with that ballet company or whatever. And so this time she thought it'd be fun to surprise him, but he was actually pissed off because he did it with her the last time and he oh. wasn't invited to do it. Something like that. Oh, interesting. And so it was a little, even a little more than that. It was huh? like, oh, you cut me out of this fun thing where I got the spotlight. <laughs> hmm. yeah, that's all pretty accurate. Interesting. And I figured it out. He was, he plays Mr. Ethan in the new Emma. Oh, okay. He's pretty good in that. I forgot I watched that. Forgot to add that to my list. Really, I don't. It's good. It's good, Emma. Emma's always fun. Emma's always fun. Yes. And the girl that plays Emma is the one that was in the Queen's Gambit. Oh. Which I'm sure will come up today. I see it in Kat's email. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) All right. Unsolved Mysteries Volume 2 on Netflix. I'm so glad they brought the show back. It's so much fun. And just like Volume 1, the first mystery they present in Volume 2 is extra crazy. Yeah. Yeah, that's the one about the, the Washington, like the, like the guy that, just kind of went crazy at the end and they found him in a landfill or something. Oh yeah. I was trying to remember. Cause I remember talking to Kat about how the first one was so good. Again. Yeah. He wasn't like a congressman. I don't think, but he worked in Washington and he was like, well known, like a lobbyist or something. I can't remember. It's been a while. Yeah. And just such a sad story. Cause like, the last footage they have of him, he he's like, he just looks confused. He's in like a car garage and has one shoe on and one shoe yeah. off. And just Didn't he like spend the night there and no one knows like where or what? Yeah, like they think he spent the night in a stairwell or something. <clears throat> and it's just how awful to like, if that was like your husband or father. And, I know. And then, you know, his cause of death was like he was like beat to death and and just never knowing because you just have this stupid footage of there he goes walking by the camera but such a mystery and just so sad and crazy yeah did he have like bipolar or something yes that's right he was bipolar 
That's right. So they, it could have been like a manic episode he was having. Yeah, but it which was is like, just heartbreaking. I know. Yeah, that was a weird story. Yeah. Yeah, unsolved mysteries. Good. <clears throat> Good stuff. <clears throat> the Queen's Gambit on Netflix. I'm kind of lukewarm on this one. I loved the first episode when she was young and in the orphanage, and then there were moments I really liked about it. Like at the end in Russia, and I like some of the scenes here and there, but I don't know. I mean, I don't know if there's anything in the world I give less a shit about than chess. (laughs) (laughs) Would I have enjoyed it more if I did? It was fun seeing her kick ass at it, though, but it just wasn't my favorite show ever. (laughs) I don't like chess. I, I've played it like twice in my whole life. I've been taught how to play chess, but it's just I am not a chess savant. <laughs> <laughs> it never clicked with me. I'm sure I would have liked it had I played more. But even with that, I really enjoyed my time watching The Queen's Gambit. I've heard good things. I, I still haven't watched it yet. Yeah, you should, even if you're not into chess. I mean, I guess Cat was lukewarm, but I I enjoyed it. I loved, you know, everyone talked about her clothes, and I'm like, yeah, I've been loving those kinds of clothes forever, everybody. (laughs) 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 I don't know why you're all having a big cow about it now. (laughs) Yeah, no, I've been my jam since I was 14. (laughs) I plan on watching it. You should. Yeah, I'm not a big chess person. I've got faint memories of playing it when I was a kid with our brother Ben. And I don't like... think I don't think you need to be a chess person to like it and find it interesting. Kind of like any sports movie. I can get into a sports movie, and though even though I'm not into that sport, right. But I do think there'd be a certain. It, it probably is has a certain more excitement to someone that is into chess. Right. Oh, I'll watch it. You should. All right. Uh, the Undoing, HBO. I thought this one was very good. Hugh Grant and Nicole Kidman. I am in. It's a who killed the rich guy's lover. Well, the rich guy, of course. Was it, though? Kind of show. <laughs> <laughs> I think they did a good job of it. I changed my mind a few times on who I thought did it. Best of all, it makes you question whether you really know who you think you know everything about. Then, what do you do when you finally really know? Good stuff. Did you watch that? I did. Although, on my list, I couldn't remember what it was called. (laughs) I wrote down. (laughs) I called it unhinged. (laughs) I think there is an unhinged. <laughs> I know it was un something, but yeah, I watched it. Um, I really got mixed feelings about this show. Like you don't like Hugh Grant? Not really. What's what's his scale of Hugh Grantiness in this? <laughs> I was gonna say he's not too Hugh Granty in this one. Okay. He's pretty. He, this is probably what I liked him the most in. Um, 
I think my favorite thing about the show is like Donald Sutherland's apartment. (laughs) 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 I Nicole Kidman's great as always. I could not stand her hair in this show. For some reason, her hair just drove me nuts. It just seemed, I don't know, too long, too curly. It just just, had too much of a presence? Yeah, it just, I don't know. It just didn't seem to fit. I don't know. It, It was dumb, but I hated her hair every episode. Unless she had it pulled back, then it looked better. Um, and I, I didn't like how it ended. I didn't like who ended up doing it because it's like, well, we kind of thought it was him all along. Spoiler, I don't, I don't know. Interesting. <laughs> I wanted it to take like a really interesting twist, and it didn't. I see. So. I didn't hate it. But it wasn't your favorite? No, not my favorite. Well, I it's on my list. Probably shorter than a lot of things on my list. So I'll you haven't you haven't I seen have, it yet? Okay. No, I plan on it. I've okay. planned on it for um, since it, but uh, I never did. Yeah, I'm not saying don't watch it because it is good. It's The acting is good. The story is good. I was just hoping for more of a no way, you know, yeah, type moment. And there are a couple of those moments, but then they end up just being red herrings, you know. Yeah. So, but no, cats, cats are right about the how it makes you question whether you really know someone, and then what do you do when you? actually do know them <laughs> yeah so yeah anywho sounds like good engrossing tv it's good and it's like six episodes you know mm-hmm. and it's shot well and like seriously donald sutherland plays nicole kidman's dad and he's got this like apartment in manhattan that's just amazing nice just yeah see it yep okay at some point in the last couple months i spent two nights doing a double feature one night i watched two movies on prime and on another two movies on hulu i chose all the movies at random and had heard nothing about any of them just totally chancing it it's interesting Both nights, I thought one movie was pretty good and the other one super good. Here are two pretty good ones. Black Box, Prime. This one is about a guy who is recovering from a bad accident, and you think he's experiencing some pretty major amnesia, but it turns out that what actually is happening is way more sinister than amnesia. Interesting. Run on Hulu. This one is about a late teenage wheelchair-bound girl trying to make a normal life for herself. And... There's a mystery thriller twist to it. Sarah Paulson plays her mother. Uh, oh wait, those weren't the two she liked. I think those were the ones oh, that she thought good. were pretty good, and then Got now it. we get super good. Okay, here are the two movies for my double feature nights that I really liked. 
the goldfinch. You've never heard of the goldfinch? Cat? You can't answer me, but I don't know. That was just a big book for a while there. Oh, yeah. I know this story. I haven't seen the movie or read the book, but yeah. I watched the trailer for it and it looked good. Yeah. Uh, this one's about a boy whose mother is killed in a bombing at a Metropolitan Museum of Art. The Metropolitan. He goes to live with a wealthy friend's family for just a little while, and then his father finds him, and he goes to live with him. Holy crap, Sarah Paulson and this is, is in this one, too. I just realized. Weird. Anyway, this movie enchanted me. It's one of those movies that has a great feel to it. I loved it. Hmm. Nice. Good, because I heard lukewarm things about the movie, but that might have been from book people. Right. You should try out the book, Kat. Let me know. Okay. The Clove Hitch Killer on Hulu. This one centered around a teenage boy who lives in a town where a serial killer had been active 10 years previously. Little by little, he starts to discover clues as to who that killer might have been. It is creep sauce. I liked it a lot. Mm. Never heard of that one. Yeah. That sounds interesting. Yeah, it does. <clears throat> Over the last four Sundays, HBO has been releasing a documentary called Murder on Middle Beach. It's over now. It's just the four episodes. It's so good. Seriously good filmmaking by this kid. I could not believe it sometimes. He's documenting his own efforts to figure out who murdered his own mom ten years ago. The police department is so incredibly inept, and his dad is such a terrible person. It is heartbreaking. So well done. I thought every character he interviewed was guilty at one point or another. After four episodes, the mystery is not solved, and it ends with him getting some promising legal news. So I'm sure there will be more to come at some point. I hope so, because this was stellar work. Yeah, I watched this too. Did you watch it? No. But I've heard Karen and Georgia talk about it. Oh, yeah, they did. Yeah, it's really good. It's almost, it kind of had some moments where you thought it was going to totally go jinxy, you know? Mm-hmm. And he, like, <laughs> seriously, he brings in, and I think he filmed this over years, and he brings in, like, a recording device when he goes in for, like, police interrogations and he does not tell them and you get to like hear it where the police do not know they're being recorded oh wow and he, like, puts it out it's pretty cool oh wow and yeah you so it ends without really knowing but they've got some of the people that you really highly suspect it just couldn't possibly be them so kind of through a series of um you know, elimination. You kind of know who the killer is. I think everyone does, but they can't really pinpoint it on them yet. But yeah, I think they will. But it's good. And yeah, you seriously, every episode you think it's someone else. He, I think he put it together. I think I think this kid's going places. It's pretty cool. He, it's a good job he did. Oh, I'll have to... I'll have to give it a shot then. Yeah, absolutely. Check that one out. Okay, another true crime documentary I'm still working through is Trial 4 on Netflix. 
This one is amazing, too. And talk about heartbreaking. It's the story of this 19-year-old kid who gets fingered for killing a Boston police detective in 1993. He didn't do it. The police just decided he did. Then presented their bullshit investigation at trial. Trial number one was a mistrial. Trial number two was a mistrial. Obviously, the state did not have a credible case against him. They couldn't get a jury to convict him. Finally, in trial number three, he was found guilty. He spent 22 years in prison and finally found a lawyer to help him. And she got a judge to overturn the conviction and grant him a new trial. This is one of those infuriating stories of a totally innocent person getting targeted by the police who are more interested in getting a conviction than getting justice. Ooh, I hate that. Oh, so frustrating. And in this case, it's even worse than that. The reason they need a conviction so urgently is to cover up their own corruption within the force that the murdered cop was involved in. Oh, gosh. I'm going to hate this so much. I'm going to hate it, too. (laughs) (laughs) So we've got these corrupt drug cops. They're not even homicide detectives doing a homicide investigation involving their buddy. And they need to redirect the investigation so that nothing will point to them and their illegal activities. It's just the worst. There's almost nothing I hate worse than just like buddy cops covering up each other's crap. Yep. Um, And just being willing to like completely ruin someone's life. Yes, just for a conviction. Just to like sweep uh, everything under the rug oh it's so bad i'm already mad thanks cat <laughs> <laughs> get us all riled up and <laughs> i haven't even started work yet today <laughs> and i'm gonna so... get to work and fire my whole team <laughs> You're like, you guys don't even know the shows I talked about today. (laughs) (laughs) Don't mess with me today. (laughs) Did you watch them? No. (laughs) (laughs) Just talked about them. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. And so just because they have the power to do this, they will ruin a person's life and send him to prison like it's just their right to do so. This kind of thing makes me so sick. And the poor guy this happened to is so likable and his new defense attorney is so kick-ass. So I can't wait until I get to see the trial number four unfold. She is going to mop the floor with these losers. Sweet. Nice. So I take it. Trial number four hasn't even happened yet. This is an ongoing thing then? What'd she say at the beginning? So she's still working through it. Is Oh, okay. Okay. <clears throat> okay. One man, I I have COVID, I think. <laughs> M's got the Rona. Yep. <laughs> okay. One more true crime documentary that I will talk about from my true crime fest is called Thought Crimes. The case of the cannibal cop. I know, it's the cheesiest, clickbaitiest title ever. (laughs) It works. (laughs) 
bait and click. <laughs> <laughs> but this was surprisingly one of the most thought-provoking documentaries I've seen in a while. It's about a police officer in New York who, in his free time, liked to engage with other people via gross chat rooms and discuss killing, kidnapping, and cooking and eating women. I've heard I'm about totally this. I'm totally serious. This is a thing. So somehow or other, this guy ends up getting caught doing these chats. And he goes on trial for conspiracy for kidnapping. And he gets convicted by a jury and received a life sentence. It's pure insanity. I mean, what is this Orwellian nightmare that we are living in where we can get a life sentence for our thoughts? Oh, weird. Now, let me be clear. If anyone I knew engaged in this sort of chat, they would be gone from my life forever. But all he did was chat online about it. He never acted on it. He did use police databases to look up addresses of old girlfriends. And for this, he did get in trouble for two. But what he was charged with was conspiracy for kidnapping because he made plans with the other people he chatted with. They'd make plans, but then never even talk about it again. He'd even say things like, this is just fantasy. I'd never really do this in the chats. But because he engaged with others and talked about it, he was prosecuted as if he could actually do the things he talked about. And the jury convicted him as if they believed he really would. This just blew my mind. So is it kind of like you just you can't yell bomb on the airplane because you'll be in just as much trouble as if you had a bomb? Yeah, I mean... Should the guy get a life sentence? Probably yeah. not. That seems a little harsh, but I'm okay with him getting convicted for making plans because that's probably where it starts. Who knows? It is. That's where it would have led to eventually, you know. Well, or, yeah. Well, or, he did say it was all fantasy, though, but yeah, that is that is thought for provoking cat. <laughs> Yes, it is. <laughs> but yeah, a life sentence does seem kind of harsh. Doesn't it seem like it'd be more like a psychiatric hospital? Let's like see what's really going on. <laughs> you yeah, that <laughs> that that makes much more sense. <laughs> no, we just jail people here in America. We don't do mental health. Nope. All right, she ends with, maybe I just watched too many true crime docs, but my greatest fear is ever having to deal with the U.S. criminal justice system. I know, isn't that the truth? Oh, man. You're just like, what if I was just in the wrong place at the wrong time and some cop needed... Oh, I know. I, I think of... me to be the killer or whatever happened. I know, I think about that, too. You know, like... Like, what if... What if some six foot two, two hundred and twenty pound bald guy did something, and mm. and then Cam goes walking down the road? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, it's like it's like always have alibis, leave footprints <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Because yeah, that is just it is terrifying how you can just truly be innocent and still get convicted of something yeah. like if like when 
detectives get that tunnel vision and you know the they just want to pin it on some guy even though there's like mounting evidence over here <laughs> it's like right. oh, they we just, got our guy <laughs> right they won't like look into anything else because it's like okay this is yeah they get like tunnel vision yeah it's it's very it's terrifying i mean i think us being white and women it's pretty it's a pretty uh slim chance it's going to happen to us (laughs) but yeah it's just scary that it could happen so well thanks cat thanks cat (laughs) you made me feel lots of feelings i know didn't even watch the shows All right, should we move on to Harold? Yeah. All right. So our next one is from Harold, and he says, Hi, Sue and M. I hope that you're both doing well and staying safe during these disorienting times. We are doing our best. <laughs> Thanks, Harold. You too? Yep. I continue to spend most of my viewing time over on the Criterion channel, but I have seen a few shows since the last time I wrote in. With one exception, they are probably the same shows that everyone else is watching, (laughs) so I will try to keep my thoughts brief. Um, The latest season of Fargo was a mild disappointment. It was still a good show with great performances, dialogue, and visual style, but it had too many characters, many of whom didn't feel fully developed, and they took up time that we could have could have been spent with characters that were like Dr. Senator, Ethel Rita, Oreda, and Deffy. <laughs> <laughs> I might have like... Are those real people? <laughs> <laughs> I obviously haven't seen this season of Argo. I haven't either. <laughs> so if I slaughtered those names, I'm sorry. Um, but that seems disappointing. I hate it when that happens. Yeah, I hate it when... When they get, like, too ambitious and bring too many storylines and characters where, yeah, I don't like that. And there's characters you really like, but they just don't get. Yeah. Now, I do. I think Chris Rock is in this latest season. Yeah, and Timothy Elephant. He's, like, the Mormon sheriff or something. Timothy Elephant's playing a sheriff? What? A Mormon sheriff. Awesome. (laughs) Didn't we talk about this last podcast? Because I was like, oh, this sounds great. I am in. Yes, that's right. That's right. And then I totally forgot entirely. (laughs) Yeah. I need to write that down. Even though it was a mild disappointment, I'm still going to watch it. I think I am two seasons behind on Fargo. Is this season four? Yes, and I've only seen the first one. I've seen the first two. Man, I love the second season. Anyway. I gotta watch. I I love the first one, too. I know. I need to watch. watch. I just wrote it down. Writing it down. Far go. He says, I enjoyed the latest season of The Crown. It gave us one of this year's most memorable TV moments when when Lady Diana roller skated through the palace listening to girls on film on her Walkman. (laughs) That that was was amazing. (laughs) 
they did give Diana some great taste in music in this yes. season. Um, and I learned that she said, well, gosh, a lot. <laughs> or didn't it, it wasn't, well, gosh, that's the mayor. <laughs> <laughs> well, gosh. <laughs> she said more, gosh. Yes. <laughs> Never not funny. <laughs> For some reason, that the mayor and Buffy doing that came into my mind a couple weeks ago and made me laugh. I must have heard so. <laughs> I might have said, "Well, gosh, or something." <laughs> well, gosh. <laughs> there was a little of it on Bad A's Facebook. On what? On Mad Aid's Facebook, I don't remember what he said, but he brought up the season finale of Buffy, and I oh. well watched him. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, hang on. Let me make sure I'm still recording. Now that, I don't know if that actually happened. Does anyone know if that really happened? Did you really roller skate through Buckingham Palace? Um, you know... I have no idea. It felt like something they would add because she actually did it. And they're like, we got to do this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Um, let's see. The season did have some problems trying to balance our sympathies for one person or another. After a couple of seasons of trying to make Charles sympathetic, they make him a world-class jerk. I was expecting a more nuanced view. Also, the actor who portrays him looked too young to play this version of him. I kind of agree there. Um, Yeah. And as usual, I am left with the same question I have each year, which is, what exactly is the point of having a monarchy? (laughs) We all feel that way. Yeah. I really, I think it is all down to tradition. Uh, And it's a long-ass tradition. Yeah. I mean, because... They have nothing to do with, like, they can't have anything to do with the actual politics of the country. Right. So, it, it, yeah, it's it's tradition. But yeah, it's uh, crazy. I don't I don't know what percentage of the average British person's taxes goes for the monarchy, <laughs> but interesting. It's interesting. Yeah, it is. It is. And just, but there's something about the tradition of it that I, I mean, I'm not paying any of the taxes. It doesn't affect me at all, but there's something about it that I kind of like too. I don't know. There isn't a point to it, but. I did enjoy, like, one thing I like about the crown, and I don't know if this is real or just something that they add in for whatever reason, but I kind of like how. They're kind of silly, like when they were playing that game when yeah. Margaret Thatcher and her husband visited like that place in Scotland or whatever, and they're playing that like inky dinky, I don't know. Yeah. I, I was like, I want to think that they really do that, and I just want to picture the queen with like these ink marks all over her face. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, but they're such... 
snobs about it all too. I was. I know. But I was when infuriated. I, they, I was, they made me feel bad for Margaret Thatcher, and that was a, quite a feat to do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, when she showed up for... Yeah, but I did have a little sympathy for her, because it's, it's so funny, like, especially um, Margaret, she's just so clueless. She's like, I was... There's this is one part where she's like, I was so nice or whatever. And she was so bitchy towards her. (laughs) (laughs) She just was so clueless that she was so offensive. But she in her head, she was it's just it is so funny. I love that aspect of the crown where they're so unself-aware. Right, right. But yeah, kind of silly, and any it is a it's fun to watch. It is. I it do, is. and I'm not like a what do they call a? I'm not one that's ever been obsessed with the monarchy at all. You know, I don't follow all of that stuff or have a big interest in it. A little once in a while, I'll be like, oh, what's going on here? Yeah, but, I don't know. I have an I. I don't, I find them kind of fascinating. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's all very fascinating. Yeah. And they are direct descendants of like these, you know, the monarchy of England for like hundreds and hundreds of years that has such a rich history. And that's cool. That's what I find like the most interesting is just, Yeah. The Which family brings it history. all around to, yeah, what's their purpose, but what what do you do? Do you just end it, and then they're just like civilians, and then that's just done? That seems weird. <laughs> <laughs> it does. So, carry on. <laughs> it's just, a, it's like a, it's become just a funny situation almost. It's like, well, I guess we got to keep this up. <laughs> It'll be interesting to see how it evolves once William becomes king. Yes. Get this generation, you know. Yeah, absolutely. And it's been so long. Oh, she's been the queen for so long. (laughs) I know, since like the 50s, right? Yeah. Yeah. Early 50s. So... And, you know, Charles, I'm sure, will be king for whatever, you know. I mean, William's going to be king for a long time, I think, you know. Yeah. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see the evolution of the monarchy once this generation, you know. Yeah, because she's so old fashioned and she's so rigid in her, you know. Yep. Not yep. taking a stance on anything. I guess she's just like well known for that. And... Right. And they are. They're very unself aware and very seems to be in their own heads. But you don't get that from like Prince William. No. You don't get that vibe. You get it from Charles. You don't get it from William though. 
You get it from Philip a lot. He seems like a real dick. Oh man. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Yeah. And it's like, dude, you married into this family too, so shut it. <laughs> so okay. Anyway, um, my favorite show since last writing was The Queen's Gambit. I loved how they created all these fully realized characters like Mr. Shable without ever feeling the need to fill in all the details. My favorite performance was Mariel Heller as the foster mother. She seemed mm. so familiar that I was certain that I had seen her in something else before. But when I looked her up, it turned out that she is the director of Can You Ever Forgive Me and A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. She's a friend of the showrunner and has never had a major acting role before. Incredible. Yeah, she was so good. Nice. More reason to check it out. Uh, the one lesser known show that I watched is called If I Hadn't Met You, which is a 10-episode show from Spain on Netflix. It has a sliding doors type premise. A man who has run into some bad fortune gets the opportunity to test a device that allows him to time travel to alternate universes and see what would happen if he had done this instead of that. And if that change didn't make everything better, what if he went back to a different point in time and changed something else? It is a pretty good show, worth watching if you're looking for something sort of light, but also emotional and romantic to binge. Mm. Always. <laughs> I know. Right now. I am yeah. always looking for that. <laughs> I'm writing it down. If I hadn't met you. <laughs> yep. Um, I'll wrap this up with a round trip of the best new to me old films that I saw on the Criterion channel. By far, my favorite was William Wyler's 1949 movie, The Heiress, which is about a well-off young woman in 1850s New York whose father would like to see her married, but when she finally finds a suitor, becomes convinced that he is only interested in her money. There are several great performances in this, but Olivia de Havilland as the heiress just blows everyone off the screen. There is a turn that she makes in the last third of the movie that is astounding. I watched this one twice. It was so good. Yeah, I'm excited to see this. We had a little chat on Facebook. Well, not really a chat. He put up his 10 favorite movies this year, and I had just watched William Wyler's uh, The Best Years of Our Life, mm. of Our Lives, for uh, the AFI. And I had never heard of this movie, and I was just blown away. I loved it. And so we chatted a little bit about William Wyler. And long story <laughs> short, I've got the heiress on hold at the library. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> the Orem Library? <laughs> no. But they had it in at a library close by, so I I am crossing my fingers they can get it in with the holidays and I can pick it up and watch it. Nice. Cool. Um He says some other films we're seeking out were Old Boyfriends, which was the only film directed by Joan Tewksbury who was the woman behind the scenes of many of Robert Altman's great films of the 1970s. Hmm. Uh -huh. Talia Shire is a woman going 
through a crisis and decides to take a road trip to go look up her old boyfriends and see what they are doing. They include John Belushi and Keith Carradine. <laughs> the vanishing about a woman who disappears and her boyfriend's obsession with finding out what happened to her. And La Not, a film by Michelangelo Antonio. Antonio, no? <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> follows approximately 24 hours of a husband and wife going through difficulties starring Marcello Mastroianni and Jean Moreau. Oh, Jean Moreau. I know her. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, He says, Happy Holidays, Harold. P.S. I forgot to mention that Prime Video now has 65 full-length Carabert Carol Burnett shows with almost all the music numbers restored. The episodes were curated by Carol herself. I have been randomly watching them and have come across a couple of sketches where she plays Queen Elizabeth. Her <laughs> Queen Elizabeth is a lot like Olivia Coleman's, except funnier. Then again, <laughs> Olivia Coleman never had to pin a medal on Tim Conway. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds I, fun. I have seen Carol Burnett do Queen Elizabeth, and yes, she's Fantastic. I don't think I have. I can't think of it. I thought I might remember. But, uh. But, yeah. Good. Loved Carol Burnett show when I was a kid. No, have you? I I, I would like to check that out. Um, good to know it's on Prime. Have you noticed that the Mary Tyler Moore show is on Hulu? No. I keep looking at, I look at it almost every day and I'm like, I don't know if I can hit this rabbit hole right now. (laughs) (laughs) Hmm. (laughs) Sounds like the perfect background show to me. Yeah, it does. Except my background, I'm just so busy right now that it's like, uh, I'm going to want to really, I'm going to want to watch them a little more than that. That's true. I can now picture me like. Oh, this is that episode. I love this one. And then 20 minutes later, it's like, crap. It it is going to be a rabbit hole for me. I can feel it. That's all I'm going to want to do. Yep. Thanks, Harold. Thanks, Harold. All right. Matt Asentor. He says... When I'm not watching Meredith Grey relapse from COVID on Grey's Anatomy, I'm watching. Oh, I'm watching <laughs> that too. <laughs> Grey's Anatomy went hard on COVID. They're like, hey, I've why heard. don't we? Yeah, <clears throat> which I appreciate, but it's it's. I don't know. Makes me sad. It's a little too real and a little. It, there, Grey's Anatomy is always very preachy, and I've you know talked about that before. So it's it's very like staged preachy, right? Which I feel like if it changes some people's minds, great. Right, right. That's how I feel about it. Okay. Netflix Dark. We've let's see. Catherine talked about this last time. I think so. This yeah. is the show I tried, but it was too complicated in German, and so yep. I shelved it. Okay. On this German import, a nuclear power plant in the town of Winden is the cause of some serious time-traveling shenanigans, leading to all manner of paradoxes and apocalypses. For the first two seasons, I was able to keep track of the dozens of characters and their entanglements, even though the show demands the viewer 
track each character in at least three different time periods. Actually, this is the least daunting aspect of the series because the casting and editing is so on point that separating, say, adult Claudia from team Claudia from elderly Claudia isn't too taxing. But it's the third and final season when we've stacked alternate realities on top of alternate timelines that my brain is starting to leak from my ears. <laughs> oh, I just don't have the mental capacity I know, for this show. I don't know. Every time you hear about it, I'm like, oh, this makes me tired. Just <laughs> <laughs> <Fat> watching. <laughs> okay. Um, there are so many characters and so many copies of the same character that I can't keep everything straight. Who are the bad guys that are trying to start preserve the apocalypse? And who are the good guys that are trying to stop reverse the apocalypse? Who was aligned with whom? And who knows what information exactly? Teen Martha, who has traveled back into the past from a post-apocalyptic future, definitely knows more than Teen Martha from the pre-apocalyptic sideways reality. Oh. But Teen Martha <laughs> from the post-apocalyptic <laughs> Reality knows less than adult Martha from the post-apocalyptic reality. At least all three Marthas are alive, which is more than I can say for poor Martha from the original reality. <laughs> although I suspect that by the time, by the end of the series, she'll be the only Martha that's left standing because time travel. Ack, my head hurts. The show is wonderfully filmed and acted, but you need some sort of advanced degree to make sense of it. I'll tell you what I need. A lot of mental energy, a lot of time, and a really, really good podcast to follow along. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, because this sounds so complicated, and then it's in German to boot. So (laughs) (laughs) you're reading this all and trying to keep up. Oh, man. I don't know. I believe there's a dubbed version, but. I heard uh, that I can't. Those do are always the worst. I cannot do dubbed versions. I can't either. The voices are so bad. <laughs> They're so bad. The inflections are so bad. Yes. <laughs> like <laughs> I can't. <laughs> okay. All right. Someone put out a really good entertaining and smart podcast about it and i might think about it someday (laughs) maybe you and i should (laughs) (laughs) nope (laughs) Uh, yeah nope so doing a podcast on that show would probably take your entire week is my thoughts i haven't even seen it Yep. Okay. The Haunting of Hill House was excellent, but its successor series, The Haunting of Blythe Danner, was so slow moving that I quit mid episode seven. But with nine apps <laughs> total, I really ought to force myself to finish it. <laughs> the Haunting of Blythe Danner. <laughs> is this a joke? Blythe Danner is an actress. In the show? No, Blythe Danner is an actress. It's Gwyneth Paltrow's mother. Oh. Um the show is called The Haunting of Blythe Manor. Oh. I thought something was wrong. <laughs> so he, he did a little pun there. Got <laughs> I, it. I don't know what he called it. <laughs> that was a good one, Matt. 
<laughs> went right <laughs> over my head. <laughs> Glad you're here. <laughs> Dwight Dyer like, oh. was, she was on an episode of MASH. She played Hawkeye's old girlfriend. <laughs> oh. But yeah, she's going with Paltrow's mother in real life. Anyway. Did you watch what the real one is? You did, right? Did. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I, I, I've i got mixed feelings about Blythe Manor. I thought Hill House was much better. Um, Blythe Manor was slow, and there was some really confusing aspects to it. <laughs> that... It... When you get dead people living amongst alive people and then they try to make sense of it in the show, it, it just didn't work for me at the end. Mm. Especially the uncle and his weird, I don't know, evil self because he was alive, but yet there was another part of him. I, it's hard to explain. Yeah. It wasn't great. There were some creepy parts, though. Yeah, I'm just, I guess I'm just not in the mood for creepy anymore. Yeah. That time has passed in the year. (laughs) (laughs) I'll probably watch them next Halloween. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's, I'm glad I watched it because, yeah, there was some fun stuff, but I found it a little confusing and unsatisfying at the end. That's too bad. I do want to rewatch the original. I did before I watched Blythe Manor, and I really enjoyed rewatching Hill House. It was fun, and I caught some stuff that I hadn't. It's definitely a rewatchable show. Yeah, because there's some little little things that you miss. The first watch, you know. Yeah. No, I want to rewatch it. Oh, I'm reading Matt's. Am oh, I? and it's, it's the haunting of Bly Manor, not Blythe. I knew something was wrong. It just hit me. Bly Manor. Oh. Yes. So. Hmm. Anyway, okay. Yes, you're oh. the one reading Matt's. <laughs> I totally forgot. Okay. I'm only halfway through Ratchet, but already it's the most Ryan Murphy thing to ever be Ryan Murphy. Yes. I I still haven't finished that one either. Is that a compliment? Or just an observation? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Did you know the company that makes your mobile phones and tablets now makes TV shows? It's true. Apple has their own original programming, and I've watched two of them. Well, I'm glad to hear this because I got Apple for free because I bought a new Apple phone. Mm-hmm. So buying a new phone, they gave me a year of Apple TV, so I don't know what to watch. Nice. I don't have Apple TV, and but I've seen commercials for some of their series and I'm like ooh that looks good (laughs) yeah I thought that too but then I forgot and I just haven't explored it right same yeah okay 
First, I want to talk about Home Before Dark, which is based on the life of preteen wonderkind, wonderkind Hilde Lysik, who reported on a local murder at age nine. The first season of Home Before Dark, is this like the podcast? Follows young Hilde Lisko and her family as they relocate to generic Pacific Northwest town. <laughs> There, TV Hilde publishes a story in her kid paper about the alleged murder of a woman, then accuses the entire town of an elaborate cover-up. This wins her family a few friends. <laughs> Meanwhile, her dad, a former big city reporter, is coming to grips with his childhood trauma. I like this show. The kids are cute. The mystery is good. We're obviously supposed to cheer as Hilde challenges the establishment, but I think I... I think it took dad too long to tell his daughter that good journalism is not publishing unsubstantiated hunches without regard to the thoughts and feelings of others or without regard to, you know, facts. She sounds like some news organizations around. She's kind of a lot, Arnoldy. I haven't finished the series, the season, so I don't know if the many mysteries have satisfying conclusions or if the series earns its second season renewal. But so far, I'm enjoying. Give me a spunky young heroine, Cian with two ends, and I'm set. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah, it does. Better than Home Before Dark is Apple's half-hour comedy, Ted Lasso, which stars Jason Stakus. He's the titular Ted, new coach to an English football club. The, owner, the club's owner, Rebecca, hired this American winker. Because she thought he'd fall, he'd fail spectacularly, and the demise of the footy club would stick in the craw of her ex-husband, Buffy the Vampire Slayer's Anthony Head, playing a character named, wait for it, Rupert. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, Rebecca continues to make subtle moves to sabotage Ted, but she underestimates Ted's abilities to inspire and motivate his players slowly episode by episode ted's wonderfully warm nature wins her over too and this becomes one of those shows where every character shows added dimensions and exposes their vulnerable vulnerable selves before finding that friendship is the best solve for their inner troubles ted says he doesn't care about winning he finds satisfaction in helping young men achieve their potential in and off the pitch. He's more of a life coach than a coach coach. And he's an inspiring character because he's kind. Which is a very undervalued trait. I get the same fuzzy feeling watching Ted Lasso as I did Parks and Recreation. So although it's a simplification to call Ted the male Leslie Nope. It's not that far removed from the truth. Well that sounds good too. I'm going to watch that. Yeah. I'll uh. I'll have to get your username and password. Well, that's the thing about Apple TV. I don't know if you can, because it's like all about my Apple ID, isn't it? Oh, probably. Apple stuff gets a little complicated. Yeah, no, that's okay. I can can do without. All right, well, we'll see. I don't know. If we can figure out a way, then I absolutely would share it with you. Okay. Um, if anyone knows a way sisters could share Apple TV, I don't know. Give us a <laughs> give us some pointers. <laughs> okay. Uh, Search Party on HBO Max was the most entertaining TV series I've seen all year. 
I'd tell you more about it, but I'd just be repeating what I already posted on the Yes Mother Facebook group. Get thee to Facebook. Uh, when did he do that? Did I miss that? I don't know. <laughs> I, 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 yeah. I'll have to look for it. I'll get on Facebook, I guess. <laughs> yeah, and I, I haven't done the search party yet, except for season one, like I discussed last time. Yep. Okay. Okay. Now make room in the mama bear bed for not Zach Efron, Madison Hamburg. Oh, mama bear. This is about murder on the beach. Oh. Because also on HBO is murder on the beach, a four part documentary series directed by 29 year old Hamburg about the unsolved murder of his mother. 10 years prior, Madison has assembled a rogues gallery of family members for interviews and gets them to reveal all sorts of dark secrets that present possible motives for his mom's brutal slain. She has been bludgeoned and stabbed to death and left on the lawn, covered in lawn furniture cushions, where she was discovered by her sister and daughter. You start by thinking, it's obviously the husband, Madison's dad, who arranged the murder of his soon-to-be ex-wife the morning of a divorce court appointment. But then we learn Barbara Hamburg was the Don Corleone of a Connecticut pyramid <laughs> scheme called the Gifting Tables. Yeah, oh, no. that was so interesting. Really? Huh. Yeah. Yeah, you got to watch this. Um, and potentially swindled thousands from her fellow AA members because Barbara Hamburg was a raging alcoholic. So, too, was her sister Conway who reveals that she was so jealous and angry with Barbara that she flirted with hiring a hitman to eliminate the whole Hamburg family. What? Or, yeah. Or could the culprit have been Madison's sister, also a major substance abuser, almost committed by her parents to a mental institution because of the borderline personality disorder? Nah, it's Paul Hamburg. So shifty, so obviously a sleaze with his various international shell companies and dealings with infamous money laundering outfits like the Bank of Cyprus. Madison's dad, unaware that he's been recorded, denies all of these suspicious Middle East dealings and is like, all these documents are fake and your mom was a fall-down drunk, Madison. She made it all up. Then dad drops the funniest bit of business. But there is more. But I'm not going to tell you. What? What? (laughs) Yeah, he keeps saying... I can't talk about this. I can't talk about this. I'm not going to talk about this to a son. <clears throat> it's weird. Uh-huh. Um, I know I spoiled a few choice bits here, but trust that I've barely skimmed the surface of this crazy iceberg of a documentary. <laughs> I'm going to watch it today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just fascinated by this gifting table thing. It it's just weird. And yeah, it was like it's like the Connecticut rich ladies a multi level marketing scheme. Uh, it's so weird. Gross. Yeah. Oof. <clears throat> okay. I've been watching World's Toughest Race Echo Challenge Fiji on Amazon, and if you're exhausted Just by saying the title of this series, you're probably not going to last even the first leg of this 11-day race. The first two days of this race involves 60 international four-person teams paddling their outriggers 40 miles to an island where they then hiked for 12 miles, some of it in the dark, 
then up a river for 19 miles on stand-up paddle boards into a 35-mile mountain bike ride that ends at the first camp where maybe they sleep for two hours max because any longer is a luxury. Then going into day three and the remainder of the race is more hiking through dense vegetation, open river rafting, white water rafting, hiking through flooded canyons, biking through the mud, ascending spectacular waterfalls, repelling from cliffs, and you better believe some liability waivers were signed. (laughs) (laughs) Because a few racers nearly succumbed to heat stroke and hypothermia. This is a special class of people. Their determination and stamina is inspiring, and what really surprised me is that almost none of them are the young, fit athletes you'd expect. Some are in their 40s, 50s, 60s, and while a few run marathons and enter those Ironman competitions. For many, this is a recreational interest and their real jobs are doctor or mom. Although one wonders if the uncelebrated heroes are the camera crews (laughs) that follow these racers every step in their journey, capturing the luscious Fijian landscape for the couch potatoes at home who got winded just by heading to their refrigerators. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> Those shows are exhausting. Yeah. Yeah, I always like them, though. I don't know. I don't know if I always like them. But I don't know. It's a fun depends. thing to watch with Rob during dinner or something. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't know. If it's a competition thing and they start talking smack about the other people, I just that's when I have to turn off. I hate that stuff. Uh, most of them like that don't do that, I don't think. I don't I've never watched like the amazing race, I guess. Right. I haven't either. Uh, I want to talk about the Hulu anthology series Monsterland, but I need to watch a few more episodes before I can offer my full take. I've never heard of that. Have you? No, I don't know. I don't know. I like the sound of it. (laughs) I know. Me too. I like monsters. I like land. (laughs) (laughs) I like a land of monsters. Okay, that was a lot and I'm done. Hey, this fucking year is almost over. Suck it, 2020. Suck it long and suck it hard. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag yes mother for life, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it is almost over. We've got seven or eight days left. Yeah. It's been quite a year. I can't say I've hated it, really, personally, but I've been in a very privileged position. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. Yeah, it's just been a weird year. Like, I've been working from home for like nine months now. I never in my life thought I would work from home. (laughs) Yeah. You know. I missed out on a really, really fun trip I wanted to do and I'm really disappointed 
Oh, the Outer Banks. Yeah. Yeah. That's a bummer that that didn't happen. And I mean, we can recreate it, but it won't be the same. I won't be living here and, you know, right. it'll be fun to come back if, you know, we do do it, which I really hope we do. Having Catherine still out here helps a lot. But man, what a bummer. I know. I know. And it was like literally in like a week and a half when we had to cancel it. That's right. That was the trip that Amy and Dad were going on, huh? Yeah. It was in March. That's right. That's right. What a bummer. Yeah. Sucks. Yeah, well. Far worse things have happened to far more people. (laughs) I'm with Matt. Suck it, 2020. Yep. It hasn't been a party, but... No. All right. We heard from Iggy. I know. So, Iggy's subject line is happy holidays and happy new year. You too, Iggs. She says, hi, Sue and M. Shortly after the pandemic started, I left the hotel because of the shortage in toilet paper. (laughs) Yay, hotel stuff. (laughs) (laughs) It was a pleasure. I was the one who left the five-star review on Yelp. (laughs) Thank you very much. (laughs) (laughs) She says, you can bill me. I will be at Schitt's Creek Motel. (laughs) (laughs) That's a show I need to watch, I guess. I know. I honestly feel guilt every time I don't start it. But it also (laughs) feels like something I'd probably rabbit hole. I don't know. Exactly. Yep. I have got this weird denial of things right now. (laughs) I just had such a weird watching place. (laughs) Oh, I am too. Wait till you hear one of the shows I watched. Just wait. Okay. <laughs> um, she says, happy holidays, you too, and happy new year. I haven't catched up to any of the podcasts, so I'm totally out of loop, but I saw the post and about the podcast and had to chime in before the year is over. Sending love to all and wishing everyone a safe and happy as much as you can make it holiday and new year. Iggy. Oh, thanks for checking in. Yeah. And checking out. That's right. Toilet paper shortage. <laughs> 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 oh, man. So. Should we pick this back up like tomorrow morning? Can you do that? Yeah, I can do that. Yeah, maybe we should. Because, yeah, I should be starting work here soon. And we haven't even gotten into what we've been watching, although we talked about, like, two of the shows that I watched. Yeah, we talked about three of them for that I watched. So I don't have much left, but Rob's probably going to be home from his test pretty soon, huh? Yeah, Eleanor's not real happy either, but. Okay. I haven't heard her in about 10 minutes, so, so maybe she's calmed down. But well, I think you're right. I think it's best we divide it up. I think we should, because, yeah, 
will be another hour. Yeah. Oh, I just got a message from Rob. He passed. Oh, yay. So he knows already that he passed? Yeah. Isn't it funny? Gone are the days of, like, waiting for weeks for, like, your test results to come in the mail. Huh. They get instant. How awesome is that? That's awesome. And that means, I mean, I didn't think for a second he wouldn't pass. Right. But still. But he was nervous. That's a huge test. I mean, that's a huge test. Yeah, that's the boards. I mean, yeah. Well, congratulations. Yeah, let's uh, let's end this here and pick back up in the morning. Same time. He'll be on his way home. So. Cool. Yay. Okay. All right, then, same time tomorrow? Sure, yeah. Yeah, and I don't work tomorrow, but I wanted to get up early anyway because I got a lot to do. It's Christmas Eve. Oh, man, that's right. Yeah. Yes, Cam, wrap present. I. (laughs) Cam's up. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. Um, Okay, yeah. I will talk to you tomorrow. Okay. And tell Rob congratulations. I will. Thank you. All right. Cool. All right. Bye. Yeah, I. So is a moving company moving your stuff or? Yeah. Okay. So. Yeah, Rob's not driving the truck. Um. They're coming to get our stuff on the thirty first. And I think they're scheduled to come on like the sixth to Orem. Um. We're we're going to have them load up, and then we're going to finish cleaning that day so we can clean with all the stuff out of the house, you know? Right. It's it's stressful. I've never had to move where we're, like, getting inspected for, like, to get our deposit back, yet we have to, like, leave right then, like, out of state. Right. No, so that like, is... I mean, I can clean some things, but I can't just doing everything, the floors and everything with all of our stuff. We just can't do it all the same day. So we're just going to no. get a hotel here, finish cleaning on the 31st, plus it's New Year's Eve. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of weird. <laughs> and get a hotel that night, which might be interesting. Right. In town here, and then just leave in the morning. Oh, man. I'm sorry, Em. Yeah, okay. 
Plus, our on our way out here, we I mean we it's again it's gonna be all five of us in the in the Passat. I know. <laughs> oh man, it's so bad. Anyway. <laughs> And before, we had the moving van with us, so we could put, like, our suitcases in the moving van. We're going to have the wheelchair, all five of us, and everything we're going to need for a drive across country in that car. No. Oh, my gosh. Do you guys still have that, like, storage thing for cars? We didn't bring it with us. No. Oh, man, Em. I'm like, everyone gets one pair of dunglies, two outfits. <laughs> yep. We're just, we're, everyone gets our little devices. We're just going to live real simply. <laughs> I, we can't, how are we going to eat? It's COVID time and winter. <laughs> and we're going to have a dog in the car with us. I do not know how this is going to work, but it, it's going to have to. <laughs> <laughs> we literally looked into flying just Simone home, and it's like $800. <laughs> It'd almost be cheaper to just rent a second car. I have actually thought of that. But we would need another driver. Yeah. I am not I am not doing it every day driving. <laughs> well, I can't wait to hear the stories. <laughs> <laughs> My I'll, I'll do a journal. <laughs> Please make it a video journal so we can <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh man. <laughs> By the grace of God, go us. Oh, man. And you're doing three nights to get out here? Yeah. I had it figured out, but I'm going to move it around a little bit. It was going to be Birmingham, Alabama. Dallas, Texas. Albuquerque, New Mexico. But I think that... From here to Birmingham is only six hours, and that's our first day. And I'm like, I'd rather do a longer day the first day and have a shorter day one of the other days. That might be a good idea. That way, you don't want your longest day to be like your last day. No. <laughs> Where you're just, Rob, I'm flying from here. <laughs> <laughs> you know it would be Rob that would do that, not me. <laughs> <laughs> oh man wow um, let's see what was it oh but that puts us staying in Jackson Mississippi which I don't know Mississippi's always scared me a little bit well I'm sure it's fine you'll be fine and Jackson is a city you know yeah. <laughs> it's <laughs> I yeah 
I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I don't know either. I need to <laughs> give it a little more thought. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I'm sorry. I really am. I think about you all the time, and I'm like, I'm just devastated for you. <laughs> but <laughs> selfishly, I'm super happy that you're coming I know. back. <laughs> But I'm like, but it's not like I get to see him, you know. I know. I know. It's been fine being real social distancing out here. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Kat's like an extension of our household, so we see her once in a while. Right. And Kat's safe. She lives alone. She works oh, at yeah. home. We're yeah. way more a danger to her than she is to us. But. Right, right. Yeah. <clears throat> well, anyway, it'll it'll be harder. I'll want to go see Amy, and I want to go. I know, know. Do all the things. Man, B, you're gonna be coming out in January, and it's like, well. Yep. It's been a lot easier doing all that here. Exactly. But, oh man. I I don't want to go. <laughs> well, just think, you get to help with the dad duties. <laughs> And you're gonna be the closest one. (laughs) Oh no! You could walk to his place. Yeah. In less time than it takes Amy or I to drive there. (laughs) Absolutely, I could. Yeah. So get ready to do little things like he had an emergency with his his DVD player and. Amy came up and all she had to do was unplug it and plug it back. <laughs> oh boy. Well, honestly, I'm glad I'll be able to do little things like that because it will be a lot easier for me. <laughs> I, just I feel up so on bad. my bike in like three minutes. <laughs> exactly. I know. I feel so bad. Amy does so much of that little stuff for him because <laughs> I'm 45 minutes away. She's like 25 minutes away and you know, she's busy, but a little <laughs> bit more flexible. <laughs> little dad emergencies, get ready. <laughs> so. Trump's got it. Trump's gonna go in January too. Well, that's good. I mean, hopefully. <laughs> Is he? <laughs> <laughs> I forgot for a second <laughs> that that was that was in question. <laughs> oh, I can see him like just living inside the walls. <laughs> doesn't like the job very much. <laughs> but if it's true what they say, he's he's facing some trouble. So that's probably a big part of all of it. Oh, I think it's a huge, massive part of it. <laughs> <laughs> it is it. No, I don't think it ever would be all of it because I think it's mostly... It, I think what people say is true. He's just, he can't lose. 
Like right. mentally, right. he just can't. That's yeah, not something that happens to him. That's or not, whatever right. it is, but mentally, it's not something that happens to him. <laughs> yep. So. Nope. He got to go. <laughs> <laughs> honestly, though, the people that honestly think that Democrats cheated really bad to win, it's like, have you not lived with us for four years? <laughs> Aren't you, like, surrounded by a country that hates him? How is it so hard to believe we voted him out? I know. <laughs> That's what I don't get. <laughs> you know we really hate him. That's all you talk about is how everyone misunderstands him and hates him. Yeah, we do. We don't misunderstand him. You do. But we hate him and we voted him out. And it was it it was too close, but we still did it. Yeah. That's uh I know. What a crazy thing I didn't think I'd ever see in my lifetime. I know. Just all of this Trumpism I can't even and all I can say is, come on, Georgia. Come on, Georgia. I know. <laughs> <laughs> you can do it. <laughs> can you believe this? That <laughs> it's it. You just can't make this stuff up. <laughs> I know. <laughs> that we have to have this special election, <laughs> and that uh, so much rides on it. It's so crazy. I know. I know. All right, let's get going. Yeah. Let's <laughs> get our morning gripes out of the way. <laughs> I know. It's like it's 7.30 in the morning and I'm already all riled up. 